0: i uh-huh. uh-huh. the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character and a great story. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we're discussing Lloyd, Yor, and Anya from the manga series Spy Family. Joining me for the discussion is returning guest, John Dorowski. Welcome oh, back, John. Thank you. And we're going to be talking about the first volume and a half, which is the first eight chapters of this manga series, which is written and drawn by Tatsuya Endo. And it tells the story of a spy who, for a mission has to get a child and a wife on short notice. And in doing so, he, uh, unknown, un, un, unbeknownst to him, gets a telepathic child and a woman who is an assassin to <laughs> be, be his uh, adopted family there. Uh, and it is a wild ride in these first eight chapters. This is definitely one where I'm like, I want to read more. Uh, (laughs) It's it's very good. Uh, And I came to it, John, through two ways. One, I reached out to you and said, do you have a comic that we could talk about? And this was on the short list that you had sent me. And it stood out because I have had several students suggest to me that I should watch the anime adaptation of Spy Family. Um, But do you remember how you first came to this manga series?
1: Yes. So uh in twenty nineteen Shonen jump a major publisher in japan uh introduced an international app that would let anybody read uh really usually the most recent chapters of their of the manga they publish um you could uh for free and like you could join for a, actually a very small fee to read back issues but um i jumped on that and this was one of the first new titles that they had on there and so i've been reading it since the beginning oh okay so early adopter which is
0: rare for manga series because there's often a a rather large lapse between it being published in japan and being accessible to american audiences yes this
1: is a part of a push to to at least get closer to simultaneous release um online with Um, uh, with official uh apps yes. and that will support the creators in at least a small way
0: yes there i i i i know that out there there are many pirated sites that do uh home homebrew translations uh that can be of varying quality both in terms of the image quality the translation but then also those are all pirated and uh the the creators do not get financially supported by it so to have shona jump create the more accessible uh, international version, I think was a really savvy move because the, the demand seems to be there in the market. Yeah. Um, This series was a surprise to me um, as I read through because I kept feeling like there were different tropes or genres that it was playing in. Uh, and that seems to be a deliberate move from uh, the, the creator. Uh, but I guess before we jump into the, the summary, John, do you want to give us some trivia that you had pulled up about this?
1: Certainly. So... It is uh, The manga was created for the Shonen Jump app, an online platform, and has been digitally published bi-weekly since March 2019. It has 500 million views as of June 2022. I, I
0: just have a quick question about that, about mm-hmm. how much content is being put out bi-weekly, because I can't imagine they're putting out a full chapter bi-weekly.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a full chapter bi-weekly. Actually, most of their stuff is uh, a chapter every week.
0: This, these are pretty long chapters to be. That's why. Out. Th-
1: that's why this is biweekly, and um, they're getting better about creators having breaks, because some of them do get worn out and very ill, oh, and I'm have sure to take long, hi- to, yeah, take long hiatuses, and so they're getting better about having them take scheduled breaks.
0: Because uh, uh, this felt like each chapter felt like the equivalent of an American comic book issue. Yeah. Well, the, which we get out monthly with from a team of creators.
1: Well, there's a team behind the creator. Where, yes, they are uh, writing or and illustrating, but uh, they'll also often have someone doing backgrounds. Someone oh, okay. else, yeah, you know, like doing some, or someone will do help with layouts. And so he, this creator, apprenticed under, um, a, I think the title was uh, Blue Exorcist, uh, which some manga readers will recognize. Uh, he worked under that artist for a while before starting to branch off into his own stuff. Or their own stuff, and so like and he has the-
0: some apprentices under him now. that Yeah, are,
1: exactly. Uh, but- and so uh, part of why they felt long is when you launch a title, the at least the first chapter, maybe the first in, the, in this case, the first two are longer because mm-hmm. you have the lead time to get this prepped, and it also having that long first chapter helps you establish what the story is, mm-hmm. and then you can break it up into smaller chunks as it goes on.
0: Okay. I'm just uh I, I'm not familiar with this business model, so it's just interesting to learn.
1: Yeah. Well this uh since with the app I read the new releases every week, I really start picking up on some of these patterns mm-hmm. of um and, you know the first chapters longer and how they try and space stuff out. Okay. Um so yeah, 500 million views, which that's like a person viewing the individual chap each chapter altogether. So, right. like, you know, there are 60 chapters now. It's not, oh, you know, so one, one person reading all 60. It's each chapter has a certain number and they're cumulatively have 500 million views. And the physical volumes have sold 29 million copies. Which
0: is a that's a pretty good publishing uh, success, I would say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a bit, a big hit for Shonen Jump, and they are in need of big hits because they're several of their big titles are finishing up, uh, such as One Piece.
0: Oh, okay. So that one that one is a title that we've talked about on this podcast, yeah, and that's uh, also coming from Shonen Jump. Are yeah. most? I mean, are a fair percentage of the manga titles that I would have heard of through
1: coming through Shonen Jump? Uh, probably, or they'll be in the Shonen style. That's most popular to have translated and brought over to the U.S. in both manga and anime. Um, I can't say that they're all going to be from the Shonen Jump magazine, but Mm -hmm. they're a couple of brands that are the big international sellers. Okay. Uh, a light novel titled spy family family's portrait consisting of four short stories by Aya Yajima was published in Japan in July, 2021.
0: Can you explain what a light
1: novel is when you,
0: when you use that term?
1: Uh, it's, a novel with illustrations usually around 200 pages uh, when they, or at least when they translate them into English, they're around 200 pages. Um, and I hope that we will do a light novel in the future and I will do research to explain more about that. Yeah. But <laughs> right. it's also one of the um, growing markets in the, in uh bookstores where, Next to the manga section, you will now have a light novel section where they um, in the last five years have been getting those translations. And uh, these are long running series for some of the, them.
0: the light novel series.
1: Yeah. OK. So the one I hope we do is titled Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Not the best title. Uh, and every, like everyone acknowledges that that, that can be uh, misunderstood very easily. Um, yeah. It's a, a fantasy novel. Think dungeon crawling in like in video games or RPGs. Um, but that's got 17 volumes in the main series and 11 in a spinoff series. Uh huh. And these are all novels. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I will save further discussion of that for the yeah, future.
0: Yeah, we'll try and get to it this year.
1: Yeah. Um. The first season of the anime adaptation was released in 2022, with a second season and anime film announced for 2023. A stage musical titled Musical Spy Family is set to premiere in Japan in March. And the series has won or been nominated for numerous awards in Japan. It has also been nominated for the Eisner, the Harvey, and is a selection for the, and I never know how to pronounce this, Angoulême international comics festival.
0: See, I was going to put a little soft G on that, but uh, famously I, I, my French pronunciation yeah. uh, is, is not great.
1: I don't know. It has <laughs> an accent on a weird E, e placement. So uh, I like, I'm freely admitting, I do not know how to pronounce, it, uh, pronounce this, but this is it, the major comic book festival. It's the, the equivalent for of the
0: international. Com- yeah, yeah.
1: This is, this is the one, this is the equivalent of the con film festival for uh-huh. comic books. And it's in France.
0: Uh yeah and I read the um print versions of the the you you handed me the the print copies mm-hmm. of the first two um collections and like I said we're we're doing like one and a half of those um delightful quick read loved the art style um and so anyone who's interested I do recommend that you go and pick up uh, it is printed with the um it, it's a spy x family like there's a letter x yeah uh in there but my understanding is that we always it, it gets pronounced just spy family is that right yeah
1: so there's i looked up about this to be sure and there was a debate because there's some other titles that use that x symbol and you know questions of well is it is it spy x family spy times family or by family or, or, bi, yeah, you know Spy I mean? by family and for this one for sure the original Japanese title does not have that X. So it was an affectation for the English market. And so it should be spy family.
0: And that is the same for the anime. If you don't look it up, you yes. want to look up spy, then the letter X and then family.
1: Yes. Which available on Crunchyroll and Hulu, I believe. Okay. Yeah, their, I haven't watched any yet, but that with, was uh, uh,
0: in two different classes. I had, I yeah. had groups of students saying I should watch it.
1: And along with getting the manga translations quicker, they are also, Working hard at least on what they expect to be hits of getting what they call simulcast of having an English dub at the same time as the um, subtitled version is released. Okay
0: all right well thank you john for all that trivia before we move on listeners we want to thank you for listening to this episode and we especially want to thank any of you who support us on patreon if you'd like to support us financially we invite you to go to patreon.com slash protagonist and support our show with at least a dollar per month all supporters on patreon at any level receive access to our special click casts which are shorter episodes and we talk about the media that we are not yet uh covering as full episodes of the podcast and we are also going to be giving updates on the 2023 fantasy box office and all patrons who support us with five dollars per month more get to choose a topic for us to discuss. All right, John, you wrote out uh, the summary for Spy Family. Uh, <laughs> and uh, like like, there's so many of the even if you're loosely familiar with manga, like the way that they portray action and things like that, like just have all that in mind as John <laughs> is is describing uh, what is on these pages.
1: So Twilight, an aloof spy for Wistalia, dedicated to his job, has sacrificed an ordinary life so that others may enjoy their lives in peace. His latest mission? Infiltrate the inner circle of secretive Donovan Desmond, leader of the National United Party, and a threat to the tenuous peace between Ostalis and Ostania. Desmond's only scheduled public appearances are at private school events at his son's school. Twilight must build a family and matriculate a child into Eden Academy. The Anatrix exam is next week. Parenthood is the mission. Under the alias Lloyd Forger, Twilight adopts Anya. I love that alias,
0: so <laughs> <Yes>. subtle. <laughs> don't don't look closely at this.
1: Uh, Twilight adopts Anya, a seemingly bright girl who is secretly a telepath, and she fears that if he discovers her powers, uh, she he will return her to the orphanage. She breaks into his spy gear, alerting his enemies, and Twilight has to come rescue her. Anya then barely passes the entrance exam for Eden Academy. But next comes the interview portion where both right, pick-
0: wait, just real quick. You say he, she breaks into her spot, his spy gear and alerts his enemies. Like she gets a radio and taps out the message. Twilight is here.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I tried to do the abbreviated version. Yes, but so but that I just,
0: that you need to envision like a, a what, like four five, or, f- five or six years. year old. Right. Yeah. 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 I uh, so, just, just hunched over a little radio device and tapping out the message. Twilight is here. Somehow. And then she, like all the she, enemies like, where? We, we track the message. Track this signal.
1: Yeah. Somehow she knows Morse code already. <laughs> um, so next comes the interval portion where both parents must be present, no exceptions. Your Briar is a naive civil servant, worried that being single at twenty-seven may be seen as suspicious. And she'll be reported to the secret police, despite having a brother, Yuri, in the secret police who is hopelessly devoted to her. And you don't meet Yuri in these chapters, but he does show up in the future. After meeting Lloyd and Anya, she asks Lloyd to pretend to be her boyfriend for a work party. And she, in return, will pretend to be Anya's mother for the interview. Lloyd arrives late and covered in blood to the party, delayed by another mission, and (laughs) accidentally says that he is Yuri's husband. They then agreed to continue the charade, Lloyd using the marriage as a cover for his assignment, Yor as a cover for her work as the assassin known as the Thorn Princess. To prepare for the interview, Lloyd plans a day for the new family to experience high culture. At the opera, Yor, Yor is flustered while Anya falls asleep. At the museum, Anya acts like a five-year-old while Yor is entranced by the painting of an execution. And at a fancy restaurant... Anya is a picky eater, while Yor is entranced by the knives. Taking a break at a nearby park, Yor spots a purse snatcher and leaps down several stories to try and catch him. The thief escapes, but Anya uses her telepathy to find him and, using some misdirection, guides Lloyd to him. Lloyd then jumps off a bridge and smashes the thief into the pavement and then returns the stolen money to the owner. They're perhaps not a successful outing. They have bonded as a family. The day of the interview, the forgers, along with everyone else, begin to be judged the minute they step on Eden Academy grounds. Which, again, that is the last name they've chosen. (laughs) This is not John referencing
0: their role, that they have lots of forged documents, which they do at this point.
1: Housemaster Henderson, in particular, is looking for elegance. The forgers catch his eye when they stop to salute a statue of the school founder. They then help rescue a boy from a sewer grate and reveal their grace when they have spare clothes to replace their muddied ones. Then there is an animal stampede. This is not a planned, but an actual crisis. While Lloyd rescues one child from being trampled, Yur leaps in to precisely strike a charging bull's pressure points, incapacitating it and bringing a stop to the stampede. And you should also mention, Yur has super strength. Anya, sensing that the bull is now scared, comforts it, and the animals head back peacefully. Henderson is prepared to delay the interview after the Forgers saved the school, but they reveal they have another set of clothes as the second set got ruined. One of the interviewers, Swan, is recently divorced and wants to expose the cracks in happy families. Seeing that this is recorded as Lloyd's second marriage, he asks Anya if she prefers her old mommy or her new mommy. This causes Anya to start crying, and before York can strike, Lloyd rises up and punches down breaking the coffee table while smashing a mosquito. The forgers then excuse themselves, saying that if this is how the faculty of Eden Academy behaves, perhaps they have chosen the wrong school. After they leave, Henderson punches Swan square in the nose, elegantly. Anya does not-
0: (laughs) uh, What's his name? He's obsessed with elegance. Henderson. 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 Yeah, he everything is all about elegance and uh, like and any action. He's judging it on the spectrum of how not elegant to elegant it was.
1: And also fantastic facial hair on him.
0: Oh, yeah. Really good character designs. I quite like them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anya does not get into Eden Academy, but she is the first alternate. Yorub imagines creating an opening by assassinating one of the other parents, but knows this is wrong. Anya does get accepted, and as a reward, asked to recreate her favorite cartoon, Spy Wars, in a castle. While getting Anya's school uniform, the seamstress warns of the dark side of Eden Academy, that those from upper-class families bully those not in their circle, and as Eden Academy is a school for the elite, children even get kidnapped for ransom. While shopping for groceries, some punks try to kidnap Anya, and Yor smashes them. Anya... It really
0: did uh, put me in mind of the, like, 1980s superhero comic book Street Punks. Uh, <laughs> or Street tops that you would see. <laughs> this group that wants to just kidnap a girl because it's a quick shakedown on the mom. Or the nanny. They assume it's a nanny.
1: Yes, and this is, and it's important because your declares at this moment that she is Anya's mother. Mm-hmm. And Anya then asks her mama to teach her how to throw a punch. And if you know anything about Chekhov's God... <laughs>
0: <laughs> this training is Chekhov's training.
1: Yes. Twilight's target, Donovan Desmond, attends school functions for the Imperial Scholars. Students who have received eight Stella for exceptional grades or contributions to society. But students with poor grades or behavior can receive a tonatress bolt. Eight bolts and you are expelled. Lloyd doubts Anya can earn eight Stella, so he has a backup plan. He has arranged for Anya to be in the same class as Desmond's second son, Damien. If they can become friends, then Anya can be invited over to his house and Lloyd can meet Donovan. As the son of of the head of the National Unity Party, Damien acts like he owns the school. When Damien bullies Anya, she follows Yor's first advice. Just smile. This annoys Damien, who threatens to keep bullying Anya every day. Checking that their teacher, Henderson, is not around, Anya wallops him. Great panel.
0: <laughs> yeah, Like uh, by wallop, we mean uh, a full, potentially nose-breaking punch, like right in the, in the face, dead center. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: claiming she was defending her new friend, Becky, Anya manages to only receive one Tana bolt on her first day and ruin the friendship plan. Lloyd's anxiety will not go away. And that's the end of these first eight chapters.
0: Oh, thank you for the summary. Um, I, It does a really good job of setting up the characters and the stakes. Um, And giving each one of them, you know, motivation and also a source of conflict uh, with with the others. I think there's a few fun twists uh, to or or ways that some some tropes are being embraced, but then there's a twist on it. Right. Where. Yeah. Like the, the trope of the uh incredibly competent violent man who's also broken inside emotionally like that's something we've seen many times before <laughs> <laughs> um, that is that is not breaking the mold uh for this but then they give you enough about uh twilight and and seeing the 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 way that he reacts uh to Anya and to even like a a brief moment of public praise after his uh he he does the purse snatching and it flashes back to him being told like you're gonna be saving the world but no one will ever know your name and then like the crowd is is pleased to have seen him capture a purse snatcher and like he doesn't quite know how to react to the public adulation Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because everything that he does is supposed to be uh you know super secret uh and it, it it just like does enough to reveal some nuance or, or uh, some, some different takes on, on that kind of, a, kind of a character that I really enjoyed it. Um, I also enjoyed having Anya being the innocent child, but also the only one that actually knows what's going on.
1: But, <laughs> like, she knows what's going on because of her telepathy, but she filters it through her understanding of world politics, which is based on this cartoon spy war. So it's like if all your understanding of the Cold War was G.I. Joe
0: yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say <laughs> it was like g i Joe and Cobra is your
1: understanding of good guys bad guys and that they fight, but world peace will be better yeah uh, <laughs> and so she she understands oh my dad, my adopted dad's a spy, uh-huh. my adopted mother's an assassin, but that's all i've seen i all I understand is what I've seen on this cartoon
0: <laughs> and uh it is i i mean I don't know how long it will be held up, but you do immediately are like both this spy and this assassin are supposed to be hyper competent at their jobs. When are they going to catch on
1: <laughs> to, well, to what
0: is going on uh around here? Which again, like that's not something we've never seen before, like the Mr. And Mrs Smith movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the idea of like dueling spies that know each other in their uh in, in their facades uh that that learn that the other one is you know really has some other role. Like that's something we've definitely seen before. So there's so much about this that feels familiar but it also felt very unique.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the keys to that and what kind of sets it apart from the Mr. and Mrs. Smith model mm-hmm. is the inclusion of Anya because, uh, that is a different family dynamic mm-hmm. and taking care of a child. And they, uh, both, um, Lloyd and your realize that yes, they're very competent at their jobs. They have no idea how to parent. And oh, yeah. Realized, <laughs> oh, parenting is really hard. <laughs> yeah
0: uh yes and and, well not not just parenting but like trying to be a normal family (laughs) you know it's you know you you could omit the child and and say like neither of these people knows how to be in a relationship and and they're not they because the premise is that they're both doing the other one a favor in in this fake relationship you know in in a fake relationship uh you you don't have the pressure of like them trying to form a real emotional bond i'm gonna guess it's gonna come (laughs) uh (laughs) you know as as the series, prog- series progresses uh but it, it it um it it does give you you know like the idea like okay we've got spy stories going on we've got adopted family stories going on we've got romance uh happening we've got yeah. domestic uh and, and also like boarding school uh yeah, drama yeah, which is of own-
1: school stuff
0: <laughs> yeah so, so there's lots of things that are being all thrown in uh, the the style is almost always like anime action or, or manga action uh, mm-hmm. in how it's being presented, but it is presenting us like domestic moments, but then you still get, uh, you know, manga action set pieces at a house party and things like that.
1: Yeah. And um, I think, I, I think oh, part yeah. of the um, drive, not only do you have that tension of each member of the family has a secret that they're keeping from each other, but you get uh other levels of drama such as like like I said like uh you and Lloyd don't know how to be parents so learning that that, but that also leads them to learn about a lot about emotional intelligence, not just mm-hmm. how to uh deal with Anya, but like as part of their jobs they've cut off their emotions largely, and now they have to engage with those, <laughs> and so they have to learn how to be emotionally intelligent, how to deal with social situations that they haven't normally had to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there's moments where you see their their training is a benefit. So like when they're trying to get into the school, uh they realize um that the judging of the potential students has already begun as they're walking in. Mm-hmm. Like they're being watched by the faculty, uh that they, they sense that the the you know the observation and judgment is in how they are behaving in line in how uh, you know, some planted uh, obstacles to see how elegant <laughs> they are in, in dealing with these planted obstacles, not just the actual interview uh, once they get in there. And so their spy training like gives them uh benefit in being alerted to those things. But then they also realize
1: we don't, know what we're supposed to do to look (laughs) like the right kind of family (laughs) and also at a certain point we have no control over Anya and her part of this mission she's not trained we just have to trust that things are going to work out on her (laughs) side
0: yeah that's um you know Twilight the spy Lloyd um he says over and over like he's only comfortable if he's in control of everything and the nature of this particular mission means that he is putting his trust in others and he is terrible at it
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> well at least at this point yes um
0: yeah i mean, you it's it's interesting to talk about this because i mean you said at at present there's like 10 volumes and this only started a couple years ago right the, yeah it's already got 10 volumes out who knows with manga how long it will actually run they can go for a very long time at times so like we're getting a slice or a sliver or an opening of the story so it's more like i, I feel like i'm being introduced to these characters and I can start to project what character growth needs to happen. But I'm not getting much of it happening yet. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I've, this is like, you know, this could end up being what we read, like easily less than 10% of the story.
1: Yeah. I chose these chapters as the introduction because it is a star story. I really debate about doing a later story where they get a pet dog who can have flashes of the future, which, oh, only, Anya, yes. which only Anya can see <laughs> because of her telepathy. <laughs> Um, perfection <laughs> yes and i really debated about that but i thought no let's focus on this where this is the foundation and we get introduced to the characters the setting the a lot of the dynamics that are going to drive the story
0: yeah and i, I think in these ones i got to know lloyd and anya the best uh yours is still
1: a little bit of a cipher to me that is uh, one of the shortcomings boy. of the series uh the author does not give a lot of attention to your and when they do it's often this clumsy housewife trope, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, not the complexity that Yor should bring.
0: Okay. I assumed it was just because I was getting opening chapters. And so the focus, you know, hadn't been given to her yet. <laughs> no, it takes oh.
1: a, a long time for Yor to get her own story. And um, I questioned some of the development of it, but this is, I also have to remember they're situating this very much in the cold War setting. This feels like Germany mm-hmm. uh, in the cold war. And there's all those elements of um, constant, uh, constant observation. Not just in the school, you have the secret police. Um, this pressure to have the heteronormative family. Um, yes,
0: I wanted to talk about that. Like within the idea of the the Cold War milieu, that this is it. It's like um, uh, a oh, a parody of the idea of the nuclear family yeah. being
1: the bulwark against uh, you know international threats. Exactly. And that, um, so like the when they get to the interview, it was both parents have to be there, no exceptions. So it's assumed that both parents are still alive. That not not just that divorce hasn't happened, that both are still alive.
0: Yes, that's and, what, immediately what I was thinking. Like, and well, also this is so uh, li- like limiting uh, yeah. to to have that requirement. But then immediately I realized, okay, well that that's the point is yeah. like the the cultural assumption is that only the only children worthy to enter this elite (laughs) prep Mm -hmm. school would be coming from a nuclear family that has both parents available for,
1: for an interview. Yeah. And it has to be husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Um, No hint of a queer subtext on this. Yeah. And I mean, that was
0: in in that way you can view this as, you know, being uh, like with all the other genres that we've mentioned, like this does feel very, uh 1950s heteronormative on the surface like but then underneath we're getting all the the spy violence and you know yeah. and everything else that that that's going on.
1: Yes. Uh and the subtle ways they can subvert those tropes. Mhm. Um
0: as far as these chapters uh do you feel like there's really a theme developing at the moment like I'm feeling the propulsive narrative action and you know the pieces being set up on the board, but mm-hmm. I can't necessarily like pull out. Uh, you know th- th- that there's a a major theme. Uh, I mean, I guess we we were just touching on like there could be some critique of some of that 1950s. Uh, you know, facade. <laughs> of, yeah uh of uh the home life you you could say there's something about the the need for that emotional grounding that all these characters are missing uh that they're all desperately seeking even if they don't know they're actually seeking it yet so so there's some i think there's some stuff there that is being hinted at for
1: future development but do you see anything all right well one theme that would play into this uh cold war critique would be uh gender roles Mm -hmm. and part of how they subvert that so you have the spy, the masking character, you're James Bond uh, being thrust into a domestic role. Mm-hmm. And how does that subvert things? Um, you have the wife who, and at least in the domestic setting, seems like the clumsy housewife, but is actually super strong, much stronger than, than Lloyd. And incredibly graceful. Yes. Uh, when she needs to be. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then a child who... Usually the dynamic is that uh, children are the you know the innocent and not privy to uh, what the secrets of the family. But in this case, she is the only one privy to the secrets of the family. Mm-hmm. So you have a uh, subversion of gender roles of the um, domestic space, and the and along that you would have cr- subtle critiques of that going going on.
0: Yeah, I I think that is all there already in these, uh, you
1: know, eight chapters and something that I could definitely see being developed further. It's in the title, Spy Mm -hmm. Family, uh, um, which could very well have been a family of spies. But I think visually putting that X in there says that, no, this is spy and family. And what's that going to be like?
0: Yeah, and and, um, it is interesting to see. Like there's already a sense that uh your is more violent than Twilight right <laughs> like
1: well she uh, is like she is an assassin, she does kill people, <laughs> and they this is one of the tricky balancing acts that the series has to do because um you have a young child there, you're also targeting teenage readers, and so what is the balance of the amount of violence you can have how much like If she's going to kill people, we have to make it very clear they're bad guys because we can't have her morally compromised. Mm -hmm. Um, Which in in this case, bad guys just means international other (laughs) because it's a Cold War or or uh, traitors to the government. (laughs) Right. um, And I think this is a balancing act that they've struggled with more in more recent chapters. Um, One where they give Lloyd's backstory. Of why he became a spy, which involves uh, growing up on a border town and suddenly getting attacked, and the town being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And this happened this past spring. The storyline, mm. so felt a little yeah, too it's, present. Yes, yeah, like the, it's like I I can understand why they're doing it, but it's like yeah, but you like you probably had this planned a couple of years ago and just this is not the moment to really strike it yeah yeah that feels too too real and too like ripped from the headlines right now and then the most recent storyline um involves kidnapping from and Kamini, where uh some rebels take the take over the buses of school children and japan has a very different gun culture than the united states right but Editors at Shonen should know, you know should know that this is going to be an international comic, and they should know guns and kids read differently in the United States than it might in Japan. Yeah,
0: yeah, less, and uh, like they cr- fantastical and, and yeah. in a school setting.
1: Yeah, and the creator and bent, more- like the creator was bending over backwards to say no, the kids are not in threat. They're like they there's all these safety things in place that the kids are not going to be hurt. But it's like right, the but it's still reads differently in the i think will land differently in the united states than in japan and that is uh just one of the struggles of doing international work Mm -hmm. of having to so many yeah look at a lot of different cultures and how it might they might respond versus what is the story i want to tell yeah
0: um has do you know has the creator said at all um like is there an endpoint that they have in mind like is there a sense of how long this
1: one would run I've not read any interviews with the creators. I usually try to avoid that just so I can be immersed in the story instead of, you know, the formalist approach as opposed to the nor new historicism approach. <laughs> yes. Um, well, as you just said, the new historicism can be causing some issues right now yes. <laughs> and,
0: and reading contemporary stuff. You're like, Oh, that's hitting a little differently than yeah. it may in like uh, but,
1: 20 years reading
0: this as a, as a piece, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, which I actually thought about with the recent glass onion. Mm-hmm. Which is firmly set in the pandemic, and they yes. do some great stuff with that, like um how how the characters wear a face mask. Oh, we talked you. about uh, Emily and I talked about that yeah, when we were tell, watching it. Tells you so much about the character, but are we going to be? Are people going to be read read that in twenty years and get that yeah. meaning?
0: And uh, well, it also is that like uh it, it was a little frustrating to watch. Like it's like oh, it's just. Put it up over the nose, uh, <laughs> you know. And, and
1: in, in ten years, can we would we be able to look at that differently than we do right now? Yeah, or, or would you know, like someone who's a child now, even if they grew up during the pandemic, remember enough and to and be able to see that and say, "Oh, that's what that means."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with uh, uh Lloyd's backstory, like that gets hinted at in one of my my favorite moments, where like you saw. Well, and it was like I acknowledge explicitly in the text. This was one finding subtext. Uh when Anya starts crying at one point and he flashes back to a memory of himself as a child crying, mm-hmm. and he remembers what that felt like. And he and he kind of says, like, I had buried those feelings so deep. I didn't know I still had them, but now I remember what it's like to be a child and, and have no recourse but to cry. And, and I do not want Anya to ever feel that again. Like yeah, he like, takes I... on a new responsibility. Like this is not just Anya's a tool to complete my mission. Like he one of his new missions is I don't want on you to have to cry like that yeah. ever again.
1: Well, he realized, oh, that's why I became a spy, so that children wouldn't ha- children wouldn't have to cry because mm-hmm. of uh of international violence.
0: Yeah. Uh and again, uh it feels this is from a few years ago and it feels like it was uh addressing more like uh nineteen fifties through eighties Cold War uh international politics. Uh unfortunately it does feel more resonant with, with the headlines from the last little while.
1: Yeah. Uh, Like I said, the story where they get into Lloyd's backstory and just one country bombs, the other unexpectedly was like, Oh, that, that really is uncomfortable at this cultural moment Mm -hmm. in history. And like, I know what you, I can see what you're going for. It just, and you had no control over this, but you know, it's, just lands differently than you probably wanted it to.
0: Yeah. And I think specifically, I I mean, sadly, I think you can, you can find somewhere in the world where there's a civil war or war happening. Uh, Most of the time media is being produced. Uh, There's somewhere where it's like, Oh, that, that, it feels different, But the, the specificity of the Cold War styling of this mm. story and what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, that feels uh, so, like there's, there's so many echoes of, you know, for us as children, like growing up in the 80s with Russia as this existential threat out there. Um, like it just resonates differently, I think. Yeah. Um, then then, you know, other violence that would be in the headlines anytime the story came out.
1: Um, is there one of these characters that stands out most to you? Anya is the star. And okay. you don't get enough of it in these eight chapters, but the expressions that the creator's is able to put on her face are amazing. Hmm. Uh, it was, uh, she has what our mother would call a memeable face, <laughs> and it's just these extremes of emotion that are she's able to like. You get hints of it, like when uh, she smiles at uh, Damien. and like it's a very specific type of smile, uh-huh. uh, but the Moments of, uh, well, I th- what's effective about it is that as a child, she should be feeling a lot of things anyway. But putting it in the context of she thinks that this is a spy mission that's going to save the world, so everything is important is more important, mm-hmm. and so all her reactions are more extreme. And like the artist just has great facial expressions for her. Like like you said, you, all the characters are distinct. And have great designs but what he's able to do with anya's face is amazing and yeah you get hints of, you get hints of it here you're going to get the full-blown effect yeah
0: I, I at this point in these eight chapters she feels i i don't want to say deus ex machina but like she's deus ex chaos where like <laughs> her, her powers and the way they're going to influence what happens like just come in and out of, of the story a, a little bit randomly which works because she's a child like right. i don't want that to be read as a criticism i think it's a feature not a bug yeah. uh of the story that like her telepathy telepathy and how much she's going to be aware of and how much it's going to affect her choice and you know at any given moment can vary pretty widely from scene to scene but that's fine because she's a child <laughs> yeah
1: well there's a and the other story i was going to do when they get the dog i was uh there's a pet panel where um she's going to try and use this to become friends with damien trying to get closer there and just like come and say hey i got a dog isn't that cool and his reaction is so what and you just turn the page as this full panel on black background and she looks like it's the scream uh edward (laughs) works the screams like world peace is doomed (laughs) because he doesn't like my dog and the extremes of emotion that they're able to do with anya um because she's a child and you know with children everything matters a lot more. Right. Yeah. Like those
0: extremes anyway would
1: work. And they just Um, don't have enough experience to say, uh Oh, this is what's really dramatic. This is not as dramatic. Mm -hmm. And they're able to capture that visually very well. Well, and it's not like she's getting a good model of moderating emotion,
0: (laughs) Uh, especially with Lloyd. Like, again, your is not fully developed in terms of her reactions to like finding herself in this, for you know, fake marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have much of her internal life. But Lloyd, we get like everything is always a plan for world peace. Everything is always like he's moving chess it's boards like- or you know, chess pieces across the board. And Anya is seeing his thoughts like, okay, I've he's got a plan A for me to become a scholar, but he doesn't trust me enough to become uh <laughs> what is it, Imperial Scholar? To become an Imperial yeah. Scholar. So his plan B is for you to become friends with with uh uh oh what's the boy's name again? Damian. Uh, they, damien to become friends with damien and then when she punches him she you know she does start to worry like oh no i've ruined both my dad's plans for peace and th- that you know later on we'll see la- the one that you just mentioned with the with the dog like you can see this keep go- keep going that yeah. it's not um oh i'm struggling in school it's i'm struggling in school and that can mean no peace yeah like, <laughs> it is it's yeah, not i'm getting oh, back a bully at school it's i have to be friends with the bully at school for world peace
1: yeah yeah so the stakes seem so much bigger uh-huh. Uh huh. And if and... it was
0: just a kid struggling in school, you don't expect heightened emotions, um, you know already. Uh, and, and the world that's being built here allows for all of those extremes, uh, you know, to, to be amplified even further.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what about Lloyd as a character? What stands out? I, I, I mean, you you do have so many, uh, like the, uh, I mean, the Byronic aspects of his character. <laughs> the, uh, you know the 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 classic spy stories that we have uh you know so many so many men who are hyper competent at this thing but they they're uh you know they're the the outsider hero who's you know fighting to protect a world that they can never belong to yeah uh you know they, they, they would not fit in like if they actually win and create a world that's safe for everyone to have the normal domestic life they wouldn't have no place in that world
1: yeah and that's i think one of the things they're also working towards is he could have a domestic life if he, in the end, chooses that. Right. If he, uh, if he that's, does,
0: that's, that's his emotionally that, mature yeah, uh, his
1: <laughs> We're not there yet, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you have the cool, emotionally detached spy, very analytical. Uh, his cover profession is a psychiatrist, um, so you know, he's supposed to understand this stuff, and then he's put in a situation where he has no orientation. He's like. He has no grounding in how to do this mission.
0: I was wondering if the job was different in English versus Japanese, because it gets used almost just as a putt or a joke Mm -hmm. where Anya keeps almost saying spy and then turns it into "psychiatrist," Like she can't say the word psychiatrist. And I I have no idea if that joke would translate to other. languages. I I
1: do not know either.
0: Uh, Because there's no, as far as like the the cover story, like there's no other significance to him being a psychiatrist that we've had so far.
1: Yeah, so in the, they do have episodes in the future where he's, they show him at his job in the hospital.
0: Okay. Um,
1: So so, uh, I don't know if it would be specifically psychiatrist uh, or not in that case, but I I would think so. I don't know if the pun works across languages.
0: Uh, two other things I want to make sure we, we acknowledge uh, the the guy in the chair role uh, in this, you know, the, the person who helps the spy to be able to go out in the field, but mm. never wants to go in the field themselves. What uh, do you remember that character's name? Frankie? Uh, Are you talking about Frankie? Yeah. And yeah, Anya you calls him. Um, she said something about his hair. What is it that Anya calls him?
1: Oh, I, I don't remember. I just remember that uh, the initial plan for uh having the other parent was for frankie to dress up as a woman and his <laughs> character design does not work for that which was the point
0: <laughs> yes uh oh i anya has a specific nickname for frankie and she gets excited whenever she sees him and i just thought that was delightful uh but it was some reference to to his hairstyle <laughs> that's in there um uh yeah he is fun i that's Again, like it's not groundbreaking to have that kind of character at all. We we have a name for it. it it's become a joke, uh, you know, in the in the Spider Man films, uh, to have the guy in the chair for the mm-hmm. for the hero to always be be turning back to. And yet, I was happy every time he was on the page, and that Lloyd was interacting with him.
1: Well, and his ongoing arc is that he wants to get a girlfriend, uh-huh. and so it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll babysit Anya. Can you help me get a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, tragic love life. Mm-hmm.
0: And the other thing that I want to make sure we mentioned before we, we wrap up is, and I don't know, I mean, I assume it's Tatsuya Endo. But as you said, like there are other people who do backgrounds. Anytime there is a city scene or a building facade, the art is amazing. Uh, like just the geometry with which he mm-hmm. draws cityscapes or that they are drawn in this book in case it's, you know, someone yeah. else who's helping with all that. It is like, I would stop and stare at that every time. <laughs> it is so good. Um, and, and, well, and
1: also so good at evoking the feel of an era. Uh-huh. Like, this feels Germany, 50s, 60s, that, uh, you know, tightly packed apartment styles, mm-hmm. uh, the cars on the streets. It, it evokes the feel of a period very well.
0: And it gets dropped in um, so perfectly in terms of pacing because. With manga, there's a lot of backgrounds that are not fully rendered. I, I think that's one reason, you know, one way that they're able to put out so much where you will just mm-hmm. have action lines in the background or or shapes and colors in the background that are evoking oh. the emotion. Hey, like it's, it's a tool. And let's they be have. honest,
1: uh, it's not just manga that do this. A lot of mm-hmm. American comic book companies have this. If you really look at some of Jack Kirby's work, he has a lot of like. Uh, pa- uh, uh, panel backgrounds
0: and throwing in like the the, the crackle clouds yeah just uh, are, like,
1: like just yes he did some very impressive pages he also has a lot of pages where he doesn't draw backgrounds
0: mm-hmm. um and, and then you turn a page and you'll get like a fully rendered uh building front that the characters are standing in front of uh, you know at a low angle and you're like oh look at that building or mm-hmm. they go up to a rooftop and you get a two-page you know spread across the panels of of the city where, like, I'm like, how much time to, like, do all the measuring and drawing these angles and, uh, you know, both the angles for where the buildings are positioned in this because it looks like a a perfectly rendered block, you know, like, of an overhead, you know, of a city and with the buildings rising at the different points. And it just feels so time-consuming to look at it.
1: Well, I think uh, and you, you might have told me the story, it was years ago with uh, the artist Ryan Stegman, mm-hmm. and uh, like, one of his first Paid works. He said, he was like, I, on the first page, I drew a building and it was architecturally perfect. Like, you could have built that building. But then <laughs> every I, step was at yeah, the perfect angle. Yeah, every,
0: like, you know, everything, every the scale of everything as it receded into the distance was exactly right.
1: I had spent all day on half a page and I had 20 pages to do <laughs> 20 more pages to do. So, yeah. So I, my style, became... right.
0: Stegman is like a big name in yeah, comic art. Now. Like this, his uh, this style was... became
1: looser after that.
0: Yes. Uh, this was him talking about the very first thing that he'd done, uh, when he was just starting to get his first Marvel work. Yeah. So and he's gone, he
1: drew, drew a long run and a very important run on Spider-Man. He did the, uh, He's done a lot of Hulk. He's done uh, he, no, Venom. Venom, but he was he was the time. I when think he's s- also
0: a writer now. Isn't he often a writer artist on some of these things now?
1: Um, no, he was working with the writer Donny Kate and oh. on Venom, and they basically said we just want to work together for the rest of our lives now. Okay. <laughs> so I think they're working on setting up an independent project. Okay, but uh, uh the Spider Man arc where Doc Ock took over Spider Man's body, mm-hmm. uh, I forget the exact title of that, but you know that's uh Superior very spider-man yeah spirit spider-man you know that's a classic mm-hmm. arc now and he drew most of that
0: yeah and uh that I, I think i had that you know that story kind of yeah. flashed through my mind when i turned to this page and you saying that he has understandings. i wonder if like someone is like told okay we need this building uh that's your next three days yeah <laughs> he's or, is like, drawing this or
1: well, <laughs> it could also be like the artist will sketch out the page Mm-hmm. And they will draw the characters, but someone else does. Well, finishing fill, fill in, in the, the backgrounds. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, like finishing used to be like a, a a fill in phase for for everything from just inking to like, uh, I'm actually adding most of the details
1: <laughs> to, yeah.
0: to this, um, which I, I think a lot of people don't think about it. But um, a lot of the skill of the comic book artist is laying out the panels and getting the right eye flow to, ha- to happen. And that's what a lot of times the veterans would work on that.
1: Well, that's why Skilled the, uh...
0: at the like they could draw all the faces, but they might not be able to really tell tell a naturally cohesive story visually yet because they you know they hadn't practiced mm-hmm. that. They'd practice like drawing the human form or drawing drawing buildings. They would be hired on as the finishers to get a sense of story flow from the outlines and the layouts that were given to yeah. them by the the people who were more experienced.
1: And I, I will say that um, this creator does have a great sense of how to use the space on a page, mm-hmm. um, uh, and even page turns so that that shot where Anya hits Damien, Uh it is on a page. So you you turn a page and it's spread across the top of two pages. And so one half is Anya looking innocent and normal. And then the other half, you have her fist in Damien's face. (laughs) And it's like, it was just, and how it just flows across that the action and all the lines Leading you from Anya to Damien, there were one or two where, like, I caught on it when I when I did a page turn, um,
0: like when uh, Yor is going to have her fantasy about a- assassinating one of the parents of a child that's gotten in, so that yeah. the child won't come to the school, uh, like that page turn into the action, I like went back and double checked, like, did I miss yeah, something? Yeah, that
1: that one was weird,
0: and and I I mean, some of it could be just I haven't read enough manga for it. To, there may be some tropes or. Or, uh, you know, aspects that just still feel a little unfamiliar, or it could have just been a little bit of an awkward
1: page turn. <laughs> I think that one was awkward where it wasn't enough indication that that was a dream sequence or mm-hmm. the imagination.
0: Yeah. Well, well, there was just nothing to even, yeah. even if it wasn't, if we, even if we were supposed to think it was real, like there was no segue of action from the conversation to, to her in assassin mode. Yeah. Where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in general, I, I agree with you that the page turns. The, and and the the pacing of the of the panels uh worked really well throughout the whole series yeah well john do you have any final thoughts about spy family
1: um no just i by and large have been enjoying it and uh look forward to uh, it's one of the ones i always look forward to uh when uh so they release new chapters usually on sunday mm-hmm. on the app and that's one of the ones i always look forward to
0: um have you watched any of the adaptation
1: I've watched the first couple of episodes. I just have not had time to
0: really get into it. Do you have a like? Do you have any quick review for any listeners who are debating? You know, if, if they're not going to be able to track down the mango? anything you'd say about yeah, the adaptation?
1: Uh, yeah, it's an excellent adaptation. Um, it does land differently because you have to have uh, since Anya is the telepath, You have a lot of her internal monologue, and that works differently on the page than in the uh, animation. Mm-hmm. Just in, in terms of pacing right and so you know some things will land differently like that but uh, as term in terms of adaptation uh high quality uh following all the art style and the storyline so if you don't have access to the manga uh certainly look at the anime and you'll uh, be able to enjoy the story just as well
0: and I think you said it's available on the Crunchyroll app, or right now it's on Hulu. Yes. You never know with streaming services. Like if the, when this episode comes out, someone might listen to it like six months later, and it's like, nope, not there anymore.
1: <laughs> Hulu is pretty good on their anime library. Not a, it's uh-huh. not as big as Crunchyroll, but they're pretty good at uh, keeping stuff around, especially right. if it's a popular hit like this is.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining us, listeners. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. we would like to thank Scott Tofty and composed art, theme music. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character, integrate story. So...
1: Um. sorry I'm going to have to take a moment to think about Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of things
0: don't worry Andrew will edit it and it will seem like you just had an insight right off the top of the door that's what I thought would happen yeah